0: Kelly Jones. And I'm Noella Croy. And this is Augasm, the podcast from Chipperish Media, where we reach for explosive inspiration.
1: Even when we haven't done
0: it in a while.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Today's Augasm is centered on
0: creativity. All right. And it has been a little while. Yes. Since we have been able to record yeah. an episode of Augasm. And you would think, you might think... Given that amount of time that we had an incredibly detailed, complete, word-filled script for this episode, (laughs) but you would
1: be wrong, because (laughs) (laughs) we don't. Well, I mean, in the spirit of creativity, I think we just need to go for it. Yeah. Especially because this topic was assigned to us by the one and only Lonnie fucking Diane fucking Rich- (laughs) a <laughs> Chipperish Media story expert and and story preacher extraordinaire. Yes, yeah, and I figure Lonnie would just tell us to do the dang thing, not just because she's our boss, but because she's also our creativity bully, correct? <laughs> our crea- our creative <laughs> creativity cheerleader. <laughs> so, so our last our last orgasm, many many eighty seven years ago, <laughs> was about podcasts and podcasting with mm-hmm. Lonnie. Do you have any yes. thoughts since then? Or or is it is your little goldfish memory just like, what? <laughs> what is the show that we're doing? Why are we on it? Yeah. What's happening?
0: Yeah, my little goldfish memory is, is definitely like, what? Huh? What? <laughs> I remember how much fun that was. It was super fun. Yeah. It was super fun. And And really, I have been I think more appreciative to the podcasts that I listen to. Ooh. And I have found some new ones that I really enjoy, mostly by recommendation. Oddly enough, mostly by recommendation from you. <laughs> that has been <laughs> that have been fantastic. And and I think getting back in that creative appreciative listening space has been really good. Because so much of the time when I listen to a podcast, it's really hard to turn off the comparison critical inner editor Mm -hmm. that, you know, I can hold myself up against the people that I'm listening to and see all the ways in which I am not as good at this craft as other people are. And I've been able to listen just with an appreciative ear lately. Yeah. And that hasn't come up. So it, it's been really great to just be able to fall back into the enjoyment of listening to podcast. So I'm really, really glad for that. Well,
1: that's super cool. It's funny that pod, I think podcasting and the kind of comparison that you describe is the one area where I'm a glasses half full person. Because mm-hmm. I do find that I compare how I speak on a podcast to how the folks that I'm listening to speak on podcasts. But it's much more of a, oh, I really like that. I really like the way they articulated that. I'm going to see if I can bring that kind of articulation into the points that I'm making. Or I really like the emphasis that they put on that word when they were speaking about Mm -hmm. this topic that was really important to them. I'm going to make sure that I'm emphasizing the words that I want to emphasize when I speak. So I don't know. It's it's kind of a positive comparison for me in that way. But yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely listening to more podcasts is evidenced by the fact that I keep telling you, oh, my God, you have to listen to this podcast. So (laughs) Yeah. So that's been a good thing. And and just trying to get into the swing of finding I mean, finding your voice as a podcaster, I think is probably like finding your voice as a writer. How do I Mm -hmm. sound on a podcast and how do I want to speak and present myself I don't know I've been in that space a little bit more recently and I don't know if it if it is obvious in any
0: way (laughs) but (laughs) I'm having fun so that's good I'm glad yeah that's always the main the main thing and it's really funny and we'll talk about this you know toward the end of this episode but I've been traveling a lot for work And I have been downloading podcast episodes ahead of time, which is something I don't normally do because normally I just open the app and pick something at random, whatever (laughs) I'm inspired by Uh at the moment. I don't know. There's There's no process to this. But airplanes have unreliable Wi-Fi. Right. And so I've started downloading episodes. And as I'm listening on a plane, like there is literally nothing else I can do which is why I hate flying because I can't be in control of a damn thing for (laughs) four hours at a time. But it allows me to listen and take notes. And I forgot how much I love doing that because most of the time when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm doing something else. And being able to listen uninterrupted where I can, you know, take notes while I'm listening has actually been really great. So I have enjoyed that in a way that, I you know, I'd forgotten. I used to listen to podcasts like that, and there's just not enough time to do it that way. So it's, it's made the flights more enjoyable, um, and it's also made the podcast more enjoyable. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah.
1: I love taking notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love having notes on things I'm listening to. That's awesome. So that kind of gets us to creativity, maybe a little bit. I don't know. The idea of like note taking and how do you, you know, how do you process this information that you're taking in? And I mean, we have to start, we have to start with defining our terms. So,
0: how do you want to define creativity? <laughs> okay. So I did not even attempt to write my own definition because. I can't <laughs> you know, I tried I'm like that thing I struggle with all the time yeah that's what creativity yeah, is. yeah that thing uh, so <laughs> I turned to the guru Elizabeth Gilbert for her definition and she defines creativity as the strange partnership between a human being's labor and the mystery of inspiration of course she does. I mean, of course come she on. Does, right? Like, really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, of course she does. No,
1: but that's. Yeah. That's fantastically Elizabeth Gilbertian? Gil- Gilbert? <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. It's
0: a Gilbertism. Gilbertism. Mean, uh, come on. A
1: Gilbertism. Anyway.
0: A Gilbertism. But I like this because I think collaboration is my favorite form of creativity, probably and so the idea of collaborating with this mysterious thing that is inspiration instead of simply waiting for inspiration to visit and move you yeah I, you know i really really like that and th- and there is no denying for me that feeling that i get when i am feeling creative like it is a, it is both physical and emotional that sense of inspiration you know, or that that sense of being in a creative zone does feel very, very real. Mm-hmm. So I I really like that it is this this partnership between your work and this mysterious force that you have no control over. <laughs> but it's also it's it's also a difficult definition, right? Because yeah. it implies that you have to be doing something, <laughs> right, in order. For inspiration to, to find you. And I think so much of this for me where I struggle, even though I know better, is thinking about creativity as an innate part of personality. Oh. And in an area that I don't have much of. So like some people are creative and some people aren't? Some people are creative, but I'm not. I see. Like I would never believe that about anyone who isn't me.
1: <laughs> How dare you? I mean, really? Right? <laughs> like, like I know God I love I love the human ego sometimes so much it's like oh the uh-huh. only person like that's right? really very narcissistic isn't it like the only person who's not creative is you How dare you <laughs> but yeah but yes I completely and un- I, I completely understand and identify with this this statement that like people are creative there are people who are creative and I am not one of those people. <laughs>
0: Yes, that's what it feels like. <laughs> and, and and it's always felt that way. And so, and when I think about, you know, we talked a little bit in the psyche episode about how we can sometimes come to definitions of ourselves based on what other people tell us about ourselves. Yeah. And so, like, creativity is not a word I heard associated with myself very much. Like, in school, I was told I was smart. Yeah by some teachers who did not teach math or science, but not not necessarily creative. And, you know, I can't draw, like, I I can't even draw stick people. When I tell you I have no spatial awareness, I am not joking. So I don't have that. I don't have the visual creativity. I can't carry a tune in a bucket. I can't sing. You know, so I feel like these various forms of creativity – that exist it's just not my natural go-to state like my natural go-to states is probably like earnest or smart ass <laughs> and <laughs> creativity is not not really in there so much well where do you put problem
1: solving because when i think about creativity i struggle with the definition of creativity because the first thing that i think of after well some people are creative and they are you know artists who are making art all the time and i'm not one of those people the next thing that i think is like finding a creative solution to something like you that's a phrase that you hear so then mm-hmm. i start to wonder like where does creativity and problem solving, you know, where where do those overlap?
0: Yeah. And I think there is a lot of overlap, but when I think about it, it's hard to tell myself that that's creativity. I think I'm pretty good at problem solving.
1: I think you're time... very good at
0: problem solving. <laughs> Why? Thank you. I like to take things apart and figure out how to make them work in different ways and I think part of that has been because I, I had to. Like, you don't single parent for two decades without <laughs> figuring out how to problem solve. <laughs> <laughs> Motherhood is the
1: mother of invention. Yes. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah, it doesn't feel like a valid form of creativity to me. Like, people will bring me problems. Mm-hmm. And, and I will figure out, like, how to make something work. You know, or how to make something happen or how to design something. Yeah. But it's, it doesn't feel like creativity. It just feels like being good at my job. Huh. Okay. That's, that's interesting
1: because I would say that that is solving a problem that someone brings to you is creative
0: mm-hmm.
1: because you're, you're putting things together, you're putting, ideas together and using your experience and information that you have available to you and your ability to research. Like, I think the ability to research and find a solution to something is creative. But Mm -hmm. again, like, I really, really struggle to apply that to myself.
0: And see, when I think about you and creativity, (laughs) I think about you making things like like children no (laughs) that's always what I think of that's always
1: (laughs) what I think of I'm like I'm like I can't make anything well I made two people that was pretty cool
0: you you make things all the time like here is this gem that I brought home from the magic shop I'm going to turn it into a pendant (laughs) or here are these ingredients I'm going to create a meal from that and like you do that. You make things. When you don't have the the part or the, you know, the thing that you want in your hand, you go make it. And like, I find that both amazing and incredibly creative. And you do it like it's nothing. And that is probably why it doesn't feel like
1: creativity to me. That just feels like, well, I need to like cook a meal. And, you know, I, I'm hungry now and there's not a lot of stuff in the house. So, like, what can I throw together with what I've got in the fridge? <laughs> like, that is just, that feels like just living life to me. But I, I understand how, I, I understand how that could be taken as creativity. So then I guess my next question would be, why the hell is it that these things that we just do... These things that we just do and make and change and problem solve. Why does it not feel like creativity? Like what what would creativity feel like?
0: Hmm. Creativity would feel like inspiration on fire. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> when you're in the zone of amazing and you know it.
1: I think I've only been in the zone of amazing like three times in my entire life, though.
0: Would you like to tell us about those three things? Because <laughs> I would like to hear about
1: them. Uh, would I like to tell everyone about that? Um, yeah, I mean, part of the problem is that some of the experience of that, like, being in the zone is mm-hmm. very tied to childhood for me. And I don't remember... Like, I don't have really detailed memories of my childhood.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I do know that I loved to draw as a kid. And, you know, anyone who draws knows that when you're drawing and you're just in the zone, you can lose a lot of time that way. You can pass an entire day drawing and not really notice the time has passed. And I know intellectually that I've had this experience because that is the kid that I was. Um, Mm -hmm. But that kind of thing hasn't happened for me, in a long, long time, um, other creative type endeavor. Like here's here's where it gets a little murky for me because where where do you put performance?
0: Oh, I definitely find that. Yeah, I think that's creative. Because Absolutely.
1: well, but here's where I struggle because I think about I think I incorrectly assume that creativity kind of happens in this like really isolated space. Like it's not creative. If I'm dancing, it's not creative unless it's choreography that I have created myself, you know, to perform. But that's ridiculous because of course, you know, actors, dancers, singers, people who take something that someone else has put together and then perform it and create this experience for an audience, those -hmm. people are absolutely creative and you do bring yourself to anything you do. I was going to say to the performance, but I mean, that's another one of the amazing things about having this human experience, right? Is that you bring yourself to everything that you do. I don't know, but I struggle. It's so funny. I struggle to think about myself being a creative entity (laughs) dancing choreography Mm -hmm. for example even though even though i have had the experience of watching two different dancers dance the same choreography in the same ballet company in the same season and have the performances have their two different performances on different nights feel completely different from the audience Mm -hmm. because Same music, same choreography, same ballet company, totally different experience because these two dancers brought themselves to the role. Mm -hmm. But that feels like this, like, like airy, fairy sort of woo-woo creativity, you know, now we're in this, like, it's just the essence of who you are, man. It's like,
0: you know... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. I think that that is actually maybe my favorite form of creative expression. But for example, so you and I have both seen the movie Waitress. Yes. And then we got to go see the musical together. Yes. And that live performance was an entire other thing. Oh, yeah. Even though the source material was the same. And... Certain characters who I do not like in the movie <laughs> were my favorite in the musical, only because of the actors' you know dance and expression and vocals and the the way that they lived that performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I to me, I'm like, yeah, that's almost the highest form of creative expression, and it's something you do beautifully. It's something I personally do. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen you dance. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I mean, I guess I mean <laughs> I have had I have had the experience of creating a dance and dancing it and that felt I'm not sure that felt any more creative than dancing someone else's choreography or even just dancing you know, in my kitchen to whatever pop song I'm playing to kind of, you know, muster up the energy to <laughs> clean up the goddamn kitchen again, <laughs> you know, after cooking that fourth meal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, I guess it's creative to, you know, if you make something that wasn't there before, that's, that's creativity, I think is, or mm-hmm. that is the act of Creation, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's how I since we're all about defining our terms, that's probably how I would define it. But then the the I think the creativity that I'm most interested in, in experiencing, being an audience member for, is the kind of creativity that makes an experience as opposed to a thing. Mm -hmm. Although It's unbelievably impressive when you step back and look at the actual things in your life and realize that somebody had to think of that and then manufacture it or have it manufactured or, you know, what, like the process of taking something like this microphone that's in front of me, you know, from (laughs) an idea that someone had into something that I can Hook up to a scissor arm in my car and I really just said that so I could use the phrase scissor arm which
0: I absolutely love <laughs> I am laughing because I knew that was exactly why yes, you. yes you
1: knew that I just loved to any opportunity to say scissor arm I'm gonna take it <laughs> I'm gonna take it because I love it yeah and I completely lost my train of thought because <laughs> because of scissor arm come down with a case of terminal scissor arm <sighs> <laughs> The creativity, so the creativity in in creating or in creating an experience. So usually mm-hmm. via performance, that was where I was going with all of this. But you asked me a question and I kind of am skirting around it because it's bringing me ultimately to a really, really vulnerable place that is also related to performance a little bit. Um, but more so creative collaboration, and that's sex. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so this is secretly the sex episode of Orgasm. You knew we would get here eventually. Lonnie will be
0: A, so excited, and B, so mortified. <laughs> <laughs> like, But like 80-20, right? Like 80% right. excited
1: and 20% mortified. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been thinking about this a lot. Mm-hmm in in relation to this topic and to this episode i think this came up on the chipperish discord chat during big strong yes i i someone maybe it was me raised the question of whether or not <laughs> sex is creative like whether that falls into the category of creativity mm-hmm. and I want to see the general consensus was, yeah, totally. Uh huh. But I love, I love thinking about sex in terms of co-creating an experience with mm-hmm. the person or the people that you're with, and I have definitely had the experience of being in that creative flow space during uh-huh. sex. That, I I mean, it it sort of feels on par with the kind of creative flow space of writing, which I haven't had in forever because the Shonda Rhymes <laughs> five mile run to uh-huh. get there. You know, anytime you want to do something creative, writing wise, but I don't know. I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts on whether. Set, like what is the where where do those things intersect sex and creativity or do they for you
0: i i think they do for me um i think that may vary by person because for me sex is almost an intersection of creativity and spirituality when done well oh well yeah not always <laughs> but <laughs> no not always i mean but but in in Certain moments and situations, yes, there's a big intersection there for me between creativity and and spirituality and and maybe a different level of inspiration. Because, and I guess the the thing that I think they have in common in terms of creativity and sex is both the idea of co-creation and the idea of surrender. Because it is very difficult for me to go into a creative space with my armor on <laughs>
1: yeah true
0: and and it's difficult to go into an open sexual experience with my armor on so yeah. it, it involves almost the same kind of of surrender where where there's something bigger than than self you know and and it's it's almost impossible to be self-conscious, which is such a huge block for me in terms of creativity and, and sometimes in sex too, that with the right partner or in the in the, I don't know, I mean, powerful kind of experience sounds dramatic, but that's just what it is. <laughs> then it does have that same magical feeling that a deep space of, of different kind of creativity has for me. So yeah, I would I would argue team sex is creative, yes.
1: <laughs> and I've loved that I just love the idea of sex creativity because well first of all it makes me feel like, yeah, I can do something creative. <laughs> because I don't know. Because for whatever reason, like, you know, I mean you know this. Like I write and I sing in the car. Uh, But I dance and I, Mm -hmm. you know, dabble in making things. But I, for some reason, that doesn't, that doesn't feel like it counts. And I don't know if it's because there's not enough of a spiritual component or there's not enough of a performance component. Now, I don't want to say that sex is performative because that makes it sound like this is something that I'm pretending to do for the person that I'm with. But I mean, performance in the, the giving and receiving of energy Mm -hmm. because what makes like when I've, when I've been on stage, you know, as a dancer or an actor, there are, and if you've ever been on stage, you've probably experienced this of like some nights Everything is great and like you have an amazing audience and they laugh in all the right places and they clap in all the right places and everything like feels really good. Like you feel energized by the presence of the audience and it's this back and forth of, for lack of a better phrase, creative energy. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, and I've been to concerts like that where, you know, not as, where as an audience member – it feels like there's an exchange of creative energy from the performer to the audience and vice versa. So when I talk about like the performance aspect of sex, that's kind of what I'm thinking of. The push and pull of energy and the flow of energy and being tuned in with a partner feels very creative to me in a way that like making a meal or wire wrapping a gemstone doesn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and I I wonder if I can harness more of that energy, that creative energy in those places where I'm not interacting with other people you know like Could I make, like, could I bring that, that performance push-pull element to, I don't know, making a meal by consciously connecting with the ingredients that I'm using or the person or people that I'm preparing the meal for? I don't know, but it raises, I mean, where, where we apply the idea of creativity really seems to affect how, like, how do I want to say this? How I think about what feels creative and what doesn't. Does that
0: make sense? Am I just? Yeah, no, it makes total sense. (laughs) And, And I think for me, it like, it really may come down to energy because I mean, that's certainly true for sex. And I think, it, it it's true for creativity because the way that I tend to look at my creativity doesn't help me. So you were talking about being on stage and I haven't done any acting in a very, very long time. Um, but I do a lot of speaking and I do a lot of presenting and I can tell like if I am in a space of positive creative energy or not, mm-hmm. like the difference that that makes in my performance and not just performance, but enjoyment of the thing. Yes. And, and I am learning more and more how to tap into that intentionally, like how to put myself in a certain energy space. And usually it comes down to really thinking about co-creating an experience with an audience even for something as boring as a as a presentation at work but but tapping into that intentionally really thinking about it wanting to put myself in that energy space does make a huge difference and a lot of the times presenting is the easiest thing for me to do because it's live I can't stop and edit I can't really stop and think it, it's just in the moment, which is also true of sex. And so I think that that's where a lot of that armor dropping comes in because you're you, 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 there's nothing to do but live the moment mm-hmm. in that time. And it's a lot easier to channel creative energy like that than it is for something like writing or trying to make an art piece. I mean, even down to something as silly as for my birthday, two of my friends took me to one of the wine and painting experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, So we had this great teacher and we had this example and she walked us through every stroke and my painting looked nothing like the model painting (laughs) at all. Not even close. And so like I could not get away from comparing mine to everyone else in the class like I I don't mean to it just happens you know and the vision that I have in my mind like the thing I am looking at that I am trying to recreate my brain cannot do like I Mm -hmm. can't do it it just doesn't work that way and then I sat back down and I was like hell with it my flowers are going to be big and fluffy and abstract. And that's just how we're going to roll. <laughs> and <laughs> so like I try to focus on simply enjoying putting paint on the canvas, like the physical feeling, the color, mm-hmm. and not worrying about the shape that it took. Mm-hmm. But it was really hard to stay in that space and not get back to criticizing like the form and how it compares to everyone else and and whatever. And so, like, anything that I produce like that mm-hmm. is, is going to fall in that space. If I write something, it's going to fall in that space. You know, if I listen to a podcast that I'm on, it's going to fall in that space. Oh, God, I can't listen to podcasts I'm on. I still can't. <laughs> I can't. No, nope. You should because you are <laughs> lovely and smart and funny. But if someone recorded, like, a live presentation that I did or, God forbid, recorded me in other moments um i would do the same play by play and critique it and take it apart and it would no longer be fun so like no okay
1: <laughs> well now 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 you just you just sent my brain spinning because i know like the sex tape is a thing right people record themselves having sex and i wonder do they watch it back and are they like <laughs> Look. Okay, see, now, see, when your hand did that thing, like, that was not, like, what are they, like,
0: you know, is it? <laughs> I I don't know. That is not I, I... something that I, that is not a performance of mine that I want to critique. So,
1: no, 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 but I just, like, <laughs> just, like, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, is this, is this, like, when you, you know, you record, I don't know, I'm going to, my brain decided to go to sports, which I know nothing about. So apologies for everyone who knows about, you know, sports and how to sports and what you do when you're sportsing. But <laughs> I do know that, you know, sometimes practices will be recorded and then mm-hmm. teams will watch them back or you'll, you know, is, is that what sex tapes are? Is it like, like, why, like why? Please don't please add me question. on Twitter. Like I really want to know. I'm really <laughs> very curious about like what is what is the goal? What yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, are you
0: trying to improve performance? Like, look, this session ran thirty seven minutes. We're ah, trying to get it under ah, half an hour. Ah, ah, so, like, ah. let's go through and review where we can eliminate shop, shop. wasted we got,
1: time. We got stuff to do.
0: You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, are you trying to become? I don't, I don't know. Or is
1: it just appreciation? Is it like a kind of creative appreciation of like, and look at you. And look, oh, look at me looking at you. And like, oh, that was great. Oh, look. See, look how hot it was when you did that. Like, is this what I want to know? I want to know. I'm I, very I curious. don't have answers to any of those <laughs> I'm
0: things. very curious.
1: <laughs> this is actually secretly the sex episode of orgasm.
0: I like it. This is what happens when we don't have a script. No, I like it.
1: I like it. Yeah, Let us know if you like us completely unscripted because
0: I'm having a great time. I'm being creative. I'm improvising. Having a great time. I am following your lead and ignoring the fact that I have no notes. And I, 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 am like, I don't know what I'm doing. I I am a woman who needs to write out my thoughts and I'm not writing out any thoughts and it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's like free fall. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm like, like someone says, okay, you're going to have this creative experience. I'm like, great. Tell me exactly how it works and what to expect and how, how I'm going to feel and like how many minutes into the thing until I get inspired. So like I can watch the clock and know if I'm on track and like. When do I learn the thing? Like, how... <laughs> like okay,
1: okay. No, so I'm totally like... cool. I'm
0: absolutely relaxed. I just need to know exactly what to expect.
1: <laughs> so when can I expect, you know, total, complete, full body inspiration? Like six minutes in? Like, Yeah, that's nine what I'm saying. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just need to know. I just need I to just, know exactly what's going to happen.
0: I just I just need to know.
1: Like, that oh, is... oh, is
0: that what inspiration <laughs> feels like? Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I am super fun in a meditation or a yoga class, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but can you describe for me this feeling of mindless relaxation that, that you're talking about so that I'll know it when I hit it? Like, No, if you're analyzing it while you're doing it, you're not doing it. I'm like damn it, Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, speaking of, like, <laughs> <laughs> this is what, what happens, happens when have we have no notes. I like it. I, I, I am intriguingly uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: that is my new favorite phrase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm. Intriguingly uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> that just blew the yoga anecdote that I was going to tell out of the water. That was great. Intriguingly <laughs> hey, now tell uncomfortable. No, tell I love Tell your
0: it. yoga anecdote. I like them. My very
1: first yoga teacher, I mean, speaking of comparison, right? Mm-hmm. My very first yoga teacher, I was 16 years old. He said, if you are looking around the room to see what other people are doing, you're not doing yoga.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I kind of want to say, like, if you're looking around to see, like, what other people are painting, uh-huh. you're not painting. Like, you're not, yes. you know, if you're... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Correct. It's almost like, it's almost like comparison is not good for being present
0: <laughs> or yeah. something. Yeah. Well, yeah, and in, and in thinking about this episode, which, believe it or not, given the huge time delay, I have actually been thinking about a lot and feeling incredibly blocked and vulnerable, which is super fun. But I, I think the two things that kill my creativity the most are comparison and criticism. And there's also the two hardest things for me to tune out. So, yeah. And I, I've been thinking about this, like, why am I so sensitive? And why am I such a special little snowflake who can't just put her work out there and not care about what people think? And and I think part of it, and it goes back to our episode on love languages, is how important words are to me and how hard it is to tune out the negative ones. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so like, criticism, negative feedback, even even if they're from people who don't like me or whose opinion I don't hold very you know as as important those negative things will hold a lot more weight than anything positive mm-hmm. which is ridiculous because these are not atoms that we're talking about and like I don't know how protons and electrons work but that positive negative energy thing should not exist that way in my creativity <laughs> um it like it no it just pisses me off because mm-hmm. no like physics has no place here but it seems to you know, and it, and it really, it especially comparison, which I don't actively seek out to do, but I find myself doing almost constantly. And I used to think that was in the spirit of improvement, right? Like I would compare my work to someone else's or hold it up or critique it in an effort to try to make it better. Mm-hmm. But really, it's paralyzing. Yeah. Like I've even been having moments of, incredible self-consciousness on podcasts for laughing too much because someone criticized me for laughing too much on a podcast. And the thing is, I can't really help it because podcasting is fun and this is my natural personality. Right. Like I am a woman who laughs a lot. That is just (laughs) how I am. Come and have a glass of wine with me. You will see. This is how I roll. And, and so like trying to turn that off when I get self-conscious about it on a podcast, then feels disingenuous, which completely blocks any creativity or any sense of performance, you know. And so, like, I know that, and I know that listening to those things in the wrong time don't help. Like, if I'm taking something to be edited, yes, good, dear God, I want all of the feedback and criticism and fixing. Mm -hmm. But I think before it's in that space, it hits really, really hard, and then that makes me feel weak skinned and super vulnerable and like not tough enough to be creative. And then the the comparison thing just flat out doesn't help at all. So I'm aware of that. And I've been giving it a lot of thought as we were preparing for this, but I don't know how to turn either of them off. Hmm. So if you could fix that in this totally. episode, that would be yeah, totally yeah, yeah. Okay, hang on. Yeah, like no pressure, but.
1: <laughs> yeah, no pressure, but hang on. Let me fix that real quick for you. No, I mean. I I do both of those things, too. And I think both both comparison and criticism hit me really hard. Mm-hmm. And I think that ultimately, for me, it's about feeling shame. Mm-hmm. Because when I don't feel ashamed of something, somebody can criticize it or not like it or whatever and it really is like water off a duck's back it's just okay like that doesn't matter but if i have some deep seated shame about something and i have a lot of shame about a lot of things i mean mm-hmm. it's kind you of know. my kind of my baseline is to be ashamed so like taking all of that shame out you know one piece at a time and looking at it and figuring out well okay you know, getting curious about it, like, all right, well, why, why is it that I care? Like, why do I feel so hurt by criticism from someone whose opinion I don't really care about? Like, what Mm -hmm. is that? Where's the, where does that disconnect come from? And, you know, for me, there's a lot of like, recovering perfectionism and the belief that to be good enough to exist in the world at all you know never mind like as a creative person doing a creative thing but just Mm -hmm. to like walk around just take up space on the (laughs) earth that I have to be acceptable to everybody Mm -hmm. and that's impossible yeah it's also I've tried and it's miserable and it's soul crushing and don't do it like (laughs) you are not going to be everybody's cup of tea and that is fine mm-hmm. for one thing i know that you are much more coffee based than tea based <laughs> but also like i, I hear you mm-hmm. yeah like i hear you it, it like it's really really easy for me to sit here and be like oh yeah like don't just like don't be ashamed because you know be who you are be proud to be who you are you know it. Yes, totally. And <laughs> why didn't I think of that? You know, haters gonna hate. but yeah, it's it's a really interesting thing to examine. and I guess the the best that I can come up with at this point is to be curious and compassionate mm-hmm. when comparison or criticism come up. like, what is going on, like noticing what's going on with me, but then also thinking about what's going on, you know, maybe with the other person, like why did this person that I don't really know very well feel like they needed to lash out at me for something that I said on a podcast talking about a 20-year-old television show <laughs> like what <laughs> like really <laughs> did that did that really like warrant that much vitriol like what's going on you know and not in a like what's wrong with you space but like in a wow like what is going on with someone who takes the time to really you know <laughs> rip someone to shreds for something they said on a podcast or something they wrote on a personal blog or, you know, posted to Instagram. Like what, if someone criticizes you, what's going on? Like what's going on
0: with you? What is, what are you feeling about that? Like what did that? No. And I hear you. But So here's the interesting thing because part of that comes from, oh, I put something out there and somebody didn't like it. But a lot of it for me comes preemptively of that. So like imagining the criticism that is going to happen before it actually happens and comparing things preemptively like oh this idea that i have will never sound like that other person who was so good but i think that it's it's interesting because the combination of criticism and comparison or even like the fear of or the shame of or the weight of those two things leads to self-censorship And like, I have a lot of issues with censorship from the way that I was raised and just, you know, like if I think about some of the biggest things that have gotten me in trouble in my growing up years, it was the expression of ideas. And so Mm -hmm. like, it's, it's, and, and not just when I was younger either, but, but it, so it leads to this, this kind of censorship that also shuts down creativity to this, yeah. you know, kind of idea of like, I better not talk about that or I'm going to get in trouble for talking about that. I better not put that in writing because it's going to come back to haunt me kind of thing that really gets in the way of creativity mm-hmm. a lot. And so it seems like the only time that that's not the case is when there is no artifact to be left. So something in the moment. mm and that's not enough creative space. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. not that's not enough yeah. to, to.
1: That's a really small
0: box to have to squeeze into all the time. Yeah. With
1: all of your creative energy. Yeah, no.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was interesting. Um, and like I really hoped by the time we recorded this, I would have creative problem solving solutions to these things. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't. But it but it is interesting to get some clarity around them, you know, and to understand them a little bit bigger, better, and sit with them a little while, which is something mm-hmm. I don't do because I see a problem, I try to fix it, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. so just kind of accepting, hey, this is a thing, and this is this is how you are, and like maybe that's okay, and sometimes you're just gonna do the thing, and it's gonna be uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. And sometimes you're going to create the thing or do the thing or put the thing out there. And it's going to be terrible. It's oh, going to be yeah. so bad. <laughs> yeah, I've done plenty. Of that. Sometimes you're going to have the sex and be like, oh, that did not work. <laughs> <That> <laughs> Wait, go nuts. back on the tape. Let's figure out what we did wrong.
0: Wait. <laughs> I think it was at minute 12. Go back. Go back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, when you put the clown nose on, that's really disgusting. <laughs> oh God,
0: no, no clowns! <laughs> oh my God, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. You are hilarious. Uh huh. Yeah,
1: I'm also a terrible uh, improvising partner because I will just fuck with you when there's no script. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's. I ain't scared. <laughs> I'm scared, little girl. I'm a little scared, but I'll. I'll I'm alone. scared. <laughs> I'm so scared. Oh my God. You know? I like, I ain't scared, by which I mean I am so completely scared. Please, please don't hurt me.
0: <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. 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 And I also like that we're not using any part of our framework for this discussion. <gasps> which what? i i actually do like because i think that frameworks are wonderful i mean you know this like i love love <laughs> a good framework but it helps to know when not to use them like or when mm-hmm. to you know when to change them up um and trying to think about creativity in our usual ideas framework just wasn't working for yeah. me so and it's much yep. better to go ahead and create an episode than to try to make your ideas fit in a form where they're not fitting. Right. And so that was a fun exercise, like just, okay, I'm just going to talk about this and and build off of your ideas and, and that kind of way of doing that, of setting that framework down every once in a while, I think is also really helpful. And there's probably ways to think about that in terms of creativity, too. Because it often feels like there, yeah, like there are steps you're supposed to follow or or an order in which you do things, and that's not always the case. So this kind of free form, I don't know, would you call it dabbling? Is is really Um, good too?
1: Yeah, I mean, taking just kind of going off road with the podcast a little bit, like, yeah, let's just let's just go off the trail and kind of see where this goes. But I think. I think when that works best is when you're really familiar with the framework that you have. Mm, Like, I don't mm -hmm. think you can throw, I think, I mean, and this is my bias, but I think that it is really helpful to know the structure or the rules or the technique or whatever, you know, within the context of the thing that you were trying to do or create. And then you can throw the rules out the window Yes. Because you have that kind of foundation. Mm -hmm. And that's not just a like, and this is the right way to do things. It's also, at least for me, it makes me feel a little bit more free to explore because I know that, okay, I can come back to my technique at any time. I can Mm -hmm. come back to the basic format or framework or list of, you know, ingredients, whatever. And, you know, if I feel like my creativity has gone from being like a joyful, playful expression into... Okay, guys, I'm fucking lost. Like, you gotta send, <laughs> you gotta send a chopper because the hikers <laughs> are lost. <laughs> they went off the trail, and now we're gonna die and have to eat each other. And that took a really weird turn because that's just where my brain wants to go without a framework, I guess. Um, <laughs> but definitely knowing when, knowing when to set the framework down, knowing when to go. You know what? This is not authentic to what I'm doing my flowers are going to be big and fluffy
0: mm-hmm.
1: something something my dance teacher says all the time when he's teaching us he'll teach us a, a step or combination and then he'll talk about you know what the the technique is for for instance for balancing in passe on one leg mm-hmm And he'll talk about, you know, where you shift your weight and how you have to, you know, like where to shift your hips and your balance and where to pull in and pull up and what your bones are doing. But ultimately, he says, but only you know how it feels in your own body. Like, Mm -hmm. only you know, okay, I have to, you know, I have to move over this much or I have to shift my my balance forward or back this much. And it doesn't really matter what the people around you are doing, because they could tell you all day, how they balanced, but they're not in your body, you're the one who is, you know, <laughs> having to do all of that movement. And I think that that, that happens, you know, when we are trying to create something and getting into that like comparison space or getting too rigid about our frameworks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it doesn't fit in the framework and I just have, I don't know what to do. You know, maybe it's not the right framework for the job. (laughs) It's all I got.
0: Yeah, no, but it's a good way of thinking about it because, and I think that's part of creativity too, is being willing to experiment and trying something new and different you know, or going back to something that used to work for you that, you know, that you haven't experienced in a long time. Like you were talking about drawing when you were little and spending a whole day drawing. I have never had that experience. I have no idea what that feels like. I can't even imagine what that would feel like. But I I would imagine that given enough quiet time <laughs> and free space and paper and pencil, that you might find yourself in that space again.
1: Yeah, I might have to be in solitary confinement. (laughs) (laughs) I I said enough
0: time and space.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, okay, so here's a question, because, you know, you say you haven't spent an entire day drawing, but I'm certain, I am almost 100% certain that at some point you have spent an entire day reading. Oh, yeah. Now... What is the like where's the intersection between something like reading where you are imagining the the scenes that you are reading and creativity because there is some creativity there there's something hmm. that you are creating you know the author has put on pa- on the page whatever she is imagining in her mind. And maybe she saw these people and these houses in a particular way. But you bring your consciousness to this book that you're going to spend all day with. And you spend all day creating people and houses and, you know, streets and voices and clothing that maybe are very different from what the author pictured when she wrote the text. Is that creativity?
0: Hm. I've never thought about it as creativity. I mean, I think reading feeds your creative spirit because it exposes you to new ideas and perspectives and empathy. I don't know that I've ever considered myself creative when I'm reading. I've never really thought about it like that. It feels more like just falling into an experience than necessarily being creative. But I think the energy thread runs through that, too, because there is a difference in reading with creative energy and reading without it. You know, that fire that keeps Mm. you up way, Mm -hmm. way past the time you're supposed to put the book down. (laughs) Okay,
1: just one more chapter. All right, I'm just going to read this one more chapter. Exactly. Okay,
0: I'm just going to read the first
1: paragraph of the next chapter to find out what happens.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
1: And then it's four in the morning and yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Compared to reading when I'm thinking about 100,000 different things. And I've noticed this a lot too when I try to listen to an audio book while I'm doing 100 things. I have to keep stopping and going backwards because the energy is not directed the same way. So it it may be creative in terms of undivided attention and the different energy levels that, that you bring to that at least for me, that there's a big difference between being all the way in mm. and reading with a with an ear towards something else at the same time.
1: Huh. So I said at the beginning of the podcast or towards the beginning of the podcast that certain things that you think of as being creativity, an example of creativity in me, don't mm-hmm. feel creative to me. And I wonder if the focus is part of that.
0: hmm Like as far as where you're focusing your energy?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because if I'm just, if I'm, you know, if I'm making this casserole that I've made 900 times and I don't even Mm -hmm. think about it anymore when I'm making it, you know, it's a different experience than really focusing on just doing that one thing sounds very zen Mm -hmm. I don't know (laughs) I don't know much about about zen but that feel like just doing the one thing that you're doing feels kind of kind of zen to me and I I wonder if that is what helps I wonder if that's what helps at least for me to tap into what it feels like to be engaging with my creativity I don't know now I've put Mm -hmm. myself into this whole like really interesting philosophical headspace about like what does
0: creativity feel like yeah and I think that's part of the core question because when I've been pondering this for the last few weeks that's what it that's a lot of what it comes down to and I think that the energy involved and the way that you direct that within yourself and outside of yourself has a lot to do with what feels creative and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But I, but I think that that also offers me a little bit of an optimistic perspective on it because energy is limitless. There's mm-hmm. not like a set amount of it available in the universe. And right. everyone is, is capable of tapping into it and everyone has it running through them. And so I think mm-hmm. part of it is just becoming more aware Of the fact that I can intentionally shift myself. Like, I can't just call for inspiration and have it come running because that thing never obeys me. Like, never. (laughs) Ever. Ever. It's like, oh, yeah, you remember when you called for me three days ago? I'm going to hit you right now while you're driving and cannot possibly take notes. Okay, here we go. Yeah, and I'm like, thanks. That's freaking awesome. (laughs) I really appreciate that. So, I can't control inspiration. And I can't necessarily control energy, but I can control my focus. And so, becoming more aware of what it actually feels like, which is difficult for me because I I tend to think of creativity as an intellectual exercise. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right? Love that. Yeah. I mean, you know. (laughs) But realizing that no, it, it actually feels like something. And and tapping into ways to channel that kind of energy, I think, is something I can do. So yeah. becoming more aware and more intentional about that feels doable.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And learning how to describe how it feels.
0: Like, not just ah.
1: being, you know, not just that kind of, oh, I know it when I feel it. But, like, no, like, what does it actually feel like? Like, what does it feel like in my body and in my brain and in you know, whatever, you know, whatever spiritual component I maybe believe in, in Mm -hmm. myself, like, what is, what does that really feel like? And can Hmm. I describe it rather than just being in the kind of I know it when I feel it, space?
0: Hmm. Fun Mm -hmm. and
1: intense? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I mean, you know, spending some time like continuing to notice like how this you know oh i'm in it right now like oh okay like how does this feel how do i feel physically mentally
0: mm-hmm.
1: all of that getting curious about it i guess is
0: emotionally spiritually grammatically <laughs>
1: <laughs> to the well i know that when <laughs> oh i know that when i'm creative you know, when I'm in the in the true creative space, grammar goes out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Nonverbal. There may be some yes. like, yeah, there may be some little like barks and chirps in there somewhere, but no <laughs> language. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I think that sounds like excellent, excellent homework. Ah, noticing like, like paying attention to how creativity feels
0: and writing it down
1: and writing it down. God damn it. I knew yeah. she was going to give me papers that I had to write. Uh-huh. so She could grade them.
0: <laughs> oh, Dr. Jones. <laughs> I think it would be a fascinating journal exercise.
1: No, that's a great journal exercise. It's yeah. a great
0: journal exercise. I like it. And you have the hmm. built in prompt, right? Just how does it feel? To treat me like you do? How does it
1: feel? Sorry. I'm so sorry.
0: How does this moment of creative inspiration feel? Right
1: now, this moment feels ridiculous.
0: Oh, yeah. I often feel ridiculous in a creative space. That is usually my go-to word. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yes. I like yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I'm a
1: big fan of ridiculous and ridiculousness.
0: Good. You can journal about what that feels like.
1: <laughs> journal about what that feels like. <laughs> Take two journal entries and call me in the morning. So my final, like, if we were going to pull this all together, kind of question, line of thinking Whatever. How does this relate to our sort of undercurrent for this whole podcast of self love, self care, self knowledge? What are we gonna keep? What are we gonna keep doing with creativity besides noticing and writing down?
0: Huh. That's a good question. Well, I think it all. This comes down to authenticity, right? Which is really what does that even mean. Fucking hard. <laughs> Like, really, really, really fucking hard. Like, what does authentic creativity feel like? And yeah, I who even knows? And I think for me. No one knows. Yeah, well, I mean, it's no filters, which is a form of surrender, which is a form of setting aside self-consciousness in order to tap into self, which sounds ridiculous, but there you go. And so I think (laughs) noticing not just what it feels like, but also the things that enable it would be very good moving Uh, forward. Because, mm -hmm. like, I've never actually compiled a list. Like, I know what doesn't work. I know what blocks my creativity. (laughs) I can talk about that all day long. Clown noses. (laughs) Yes. No clowns, damn it. No. It's just freaking scary. (laughs) But the things that do work are a lot harder to articulate. And they're a lot harder to hold on to in the moment because I'm caught up in the moment. So I think that replaying the tape for that purpose, and the creative Uh tape here, I'm not ready for the other one. (laughs) No sex tapes. No No clown noses, no sex tapes. No sex tapes. I'm a very simple woman. No clowns, (laughs) no sex tapes. But I think for that purpose, to start being able to distill and identify the things that, enable creativity you know when you feel it recognize it be able to describe it and then think about what what made this possible is actually an exercise i've never done and i yeah. think that that would be really helpful moving forward
1: know your creative turn-ons
0: yeah oh yeah creative yes no maybe list Ooh. of course i wouldn't
1: know even what to put on the creative yes no maybe list now
0: You know damn well you're going to get that for homework. You can't oh, say something you. like that on a podcast and not get that assignment for crying out loud. What that even
1: be? They wondered out loud innocently. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, but you walked right into that one. I Oh, my God. I walked smack into that. God damn it. But you're going to have great, like, reflections for the next episode. Oh, my God. The next episode will just be all reflections. We'll have to do a patron exclusive. (laughs) Noel
0: reflects on their list
1: of creative turn-ons and... (laughs) Yeah, I think a
0: creativity yes, no, maybe list would actually be fascinating. Oh, my God. I do. I'll do it, too. All right. You don't have to do it alone. All right. <sighs> it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Don't worry, baby. It's gonna be fun.
1: Don't worry, baby. <laughs> All right, you uh oh, my co-hostess with the most s what is your favorite part of creativity?
0: Oh god. And well it's it's what Shonda Ryan calls the hum being in it when you're in it I love that feeling and it's one I wish I could call you know to myself Mm -hmm. whenever I wanted to but I love it when it happens I love it and 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 it's usually in that spirit of co-creation and so I think thinking about that in creative ways is going to help creativity too but yeah. It's the hum, baby. <laughs> what about you? What's your favorite part of creativity?
1: Well, taking us back to love languages, I mm-hmm. love I love creativity my own and other people's that is of service. I love making something for someone or being part of a performance or an experience with a mind to the energy that I am putting out Mm -hmm. for you know the person or people who are there with me um I actually got to go see Elizabeth Gilbert speak a few weeks ago in Seattle yeah she came to Seattle and uh she spoke and one of the I mean Many, many bits of wisdom, you know, were imparted upon all of us that evening. But one of the things that she said about who she strives to be and how she considers the energy that she brings to a space, she talked about being love in the room. That wherever she goes, she wants to be love in the room. And she said, and the thing that hit me like a ton of bricks was she said, and if I am the only one in the room, I am still love in the room for myself. And I was like, damn. Damn.
0: God, that's wonderful.
1: That's some big magic right there, baby. But...
0: Yeah, that it's
1: that energy exchange. It's like, what am I that energy exchange and that and being of service? Like, what can I do for this partner, this teacher, this audience, this community in this creative space? That's my favorite part.
0: Oh, see, I love that about you. You have such a good heart. Thinking about creativity in terms of service is something that would never dawn on me and my massive grumpy ego. but I, <laughs> I love that. About I was a you. dog like,
1: in a past life. Like that's my <laughs> only like I'm just 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 tell me I'm the I good just tell me I'm a good dog and bring snacks. Why?
0: <laughs> and I was like, a priestess that expected sacrifice and parades and <laughs> Great blood rights power shit.
1: <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Orgies <laughs> and blood rites. Yeah. You're, like, <laughs> you're all like, you're all like bonfires with orgies and, you know, sa- human sacrifice. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, I would like snacks and head scritches.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like <laughs> rites and rituals and citations, goddammit, because that is how we roll. Yes. Like <laughs> Love it. Lay the things at my feet and bow before me, God damn it. Yes. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> so obviously this life has had some lessons for me so that I will not continue to be this dark, powerful, terrible, 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 evil maybe i'll get to come back as a dog if you start a cult i will follow it that's all i'm saying i mean seriously like that's creative right
1: Uh does starting a cult count as creativity
0: (laughs) oh my god that is a conversation for a whole different kind of podcast (laughs) nice
1: so next time no (laughs) (laughs) yes yes wrap us up what
0: are we anticipating
1: all right okay so despite not having a format or a framework for this episode i actually did a ton of research because i was like oh my god what am i gonna say about creativity and i really wanted to be able to say something like informative or inspirational because you know service and uh The thing that kept coming up in my research about like what sparks creativity for people, Mm -hmm. travel, Ah. travel. Oh, if you want to be a more creative, you know, Mm -hmm. writer, musician, executive, there was all of this advice on the Internet. I mean, the Internet is full of bullshit, right? We all know this. But there was all of this advice for like executives and research suggesting that executives who traveled were more creative than their homebody counterparts anyway Mm -hmm. so (laughs) i thought that was interesting the idea of travel and creativity especially because travel is what kept us from recording this (laughs) for freaking ever yeah i'm serious since we're both we're both traveling a lot more often lately Mm -hmm. i want to see if we can get orgasmic about travel on our next
0: I episode. love that. That is a great and creative idea. And it is fantastic. Creative problem solving, baby. <laughs> I don't know about that. I haven't solved the problem without a podcast on the road yet. But I have been doing a lot of traveling. So that that's going to be really fun to think about in terms of what's orgasmic about it. So that'll be fun. Woohoo. Woohoo. Shall I close this out? You shall close this out. I shall. I shall wrap this up. We hope you have enjoyed this off-road episode (laughs) of Orgasm.
1: (laughs) All right, that does it for this largely improvised episode of Orgasm. If you would like to connect with us on Twitter and Instagram, you can follow me at Noelle Allowed and Kelly at Dr. Kelly Jones and use the
0: hashtag Orgasm. Like all Chipperish Media Podcasts, Allgasm is 100% patron-supported. Just a dollar a month or more gets you access to the live chat and Discord where you can hang out with me and Will and all the Chippers patrons. You'll also get access to patron-exclusive content. So visit patreon.com slash chipperish to find out more.
1: If you like what you hear, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That's a great way to support the show and to help other people find it. Or post about your orgasmic experiences on your favorite social media platforms because
0: explosive inspiration is best when shared with friends. We will be back next time to talk about travel. Until then, we'll leave you with the words of Julia Cameron, creativity extraordinaire, who said... Life is a spiritual dance, and our unseen partner has steps to teach us if we will allow ourselves to be led. The next time you are restless, remind yourself it is the universe asking, shall we dance? Welcome to this episode of Orgasm, where Kelly has literally no notes whatsoever. In the spirit of creativity, we're going to improvise. <laughs>
1: Also, I'm Noella Cry. I don't know if that was you opening the show, but maybe it is now. No, no I was just being a. That smart was ass. great. <laughs> okay, then give the people awesome. what they want to hear, Kelly. This <laughs> so authenticity, oh, right? Man. The authentic process yeah. of crafting a podcast <laughs> with no preparation.
0: Okay, yes. so maybe I should actually, like, do the intro for real if you and want leave to. the beginning? If you want to, okay. or this can be the intro. This is a great
1: intro. Okay, cool. You know people want to hear us just talk about how we're totally unprepared and how... Yeah, I mean, that's you know what I
0: look for in a podcast. How th- <laughs> monkeys
1: with typewriters would eventually produce this podcast. Like, that... <laughs>